Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. Hello and welcome to All Around the World. Today we're going to be talking about traditions that happen during Christmas and New Year all around the world. Now, I'll be starting off with some questions, but first I'll say the people's names. So we have Scarlett, Lacey, Henry, Joseph and Sasha. So the first question is, for your Christmas tradition... Every single morning, what do you do first thing? Scarlett, we'll go with you first. Um, so I wake up about five o'clock in the morning and then I, I just go on my phone for an hour and then I get up and then I wake up my sister and then I wake up my family and then we go downstairs like about six o'clock in the morning and then we um, open up presents and then we go get our breakfast and then we have our then we just carry on with the day, chill out for a bit, and then like we clean up and stuff, and then and then about five o'clock we have our dinner, like Christmas dinner. That sounds very interesting. That sounds like a good morning. Now, Lacey, what's your Christmas Christmas tradition in the morning? Um, well, I've got a lot of siblings, so I usually wake up my little brother first to wake everyone else up, so I don't get blamed for it. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds that sounds very interesting. How you get your own little brother to do the <laughs> yeah, waking up, so I don't get shouted off for waking <laughs> up early. Um, then we all rush downstairs. We open all of our presents, have um, have a full English breakfast about eight, and then about two we have our dinner, our Christmas dinner, and then for rest at night we go to my uncle's. Can I can I ask Lacey? Do you help with the big? Um, fry up or do you help with the dinner do you get stuck in um sometimes i like to do cooking yeah. but i just sit on the phone okay you're allowed to yeah. do that yeah yeah maybe a few <laughs> years when you're a bit older you'll be roped into uh, doing the sprouts okay now henry what is your christmas tradition in the morning in the morning i think well we turn the tree on and my Dad has owned these, uh, what are they called when you put them around? The Christmas lights. Just Christmas yeah, lights. Christmas lights. Yeah, he's had the Christmas lights. He's had them since before I was born. And every year he turns them on expecting they won't work. And every year they work. And he always goes, hey, that, that was a good buy. Because he's, you know, he's a Yorkshireman. So he never opens his, pot, his wallet. And he's so happy that these lights always work. So we always put the tree on. It's still got a little fairy on top from that I made when I was a little kid. That was like a billion years ago now. So we just sort of like enjoy the same decorations the same sort of vibe and it's just because i don't live at home because i'm you know moved out it's nice uh it's a nice experience to to sort of relive relive the past to be a bit of a kid again but do you ever go to like anyone houses like your parents or someone that you know to go have like christmas dinner with just like if you don't want to be alone it used to be that my grandparents would come around on christmas day and they'd have like a little buffet we'd cook we'd make for them uh, my both my grandparents have since passed away, and so there's like a strange emptiness in the house. Like we'll talk about that in a sec about traditions change, right? But I think let's keep going around the yeah. round round the table. Okay, now 
Joseph, what is your Christmas tradition in the morning? Uh, I wake up um really early, and when I start, you know, uh, waking everyone up, uh, and then everyone's downstairs and open presents. Hmm, that sounds like a normal Christmas morning. Okay, now, um, Sasha, what is your Christmas morning that you would like to add in from Scarlett? Yeah, just the same as hers. Just the same. Yeah. What's okay. your New Year? I don't know. What's the, what, what, what type of New Year do you hope you think you'll have this time? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to start... The future is a yeah. mystery. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the next question. Obviously, it took too long. So we have to move on. Uh, yeah, I know. Now, let's start. Let's continue with the next question. So this might seem very interesting, but if it was, if you had like loads of siblings, about 10 siblings, and they opened one of your presents, how would you react? Scarlett, I'll start off with you. Um, I'd be very mad. Um, I'll, I'll scream at them. Wouldn't, I'll grab them by the hair and wish them around the room. But wouldn't you <laughs> say, try not to open my presents next time and be a bit more kinder? Wouldn't that be a good thing? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's the season of goodwill, Scarlett. Yeah. Shouldn't you forgive them? Yeah. They're only little, obviously. Um, Lacey, yeah? If, if, um, if it was a tiny present, then I wouldn't be that much. But like, if it was like one of my massive <laughs> ones, then yeah. Right, Lacey had a question. Cause I've got loads of siblings. Yeah. Like a million of them. Um, <laughs> so I would I would just forgive them because it's only a present, isn't it? Yeah. Now Henry, if you had like loads of siblings, what? Well, how would you react? You would act kind angry or anything like any emotion that you can think of i i think i'd be disappointed in my siblings i'm an only child so this is such a hypothetical question yeah. for me but i would be gutted on christmas day my, I, i'd like to ask a question to you guys if that's okay yeah. so this oh, is this is maybe the first dare i say normal christmas we've had in a couple of years yeah. right and we've all had to have the various lockdowns and rules and restrictions and what we can and can't do because mm -hmm. of the COVID pandemic. So my question was, all these traditions you've talked about, the people you see, how have things maybe changed over the last few years? Um, <clears throat> and how do you cope with change? Because tradition is great, but sometimes tradition, you know, can't stay the same. Go on, Bethany. Um, mostly, if you had, like, a lot of things, say if you had a dog or a sibling and that sibling had like less presence and they got really angry and you 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 feel bad for them and you hope they get them every year because of how bad they react or how they do their behavior or something like that so you obviously might offer some kindness that might change them mm. or you, they might not change it if you offer like one present or like one something that they might that you got and they might want it you'd obviously probably give them to give them to them and give kindness back to say um make sure you behave this year or next year great thank you uh lacy how has maybe the last few years traditions evolved changed for you um well this year it will be changed because every single year my granddad wakes up about six o'clock in the morning dropping off presents for his grandkids because he's got about like 22 i think yeah and <laughs> And um, unfortunately, he can't this year because about five weeks ago, he fractured his hip. 
But I think it'll be better this year because we'll all go over to his house than him rushing over to everyone's and it'll get a chance for us to see him. Joseph, how has things changed for you? You said you earlier you've got a family member that maybe got long COVID and that sort of changed how you celebrate with them. Oh, yeah. Um, so my auntie, uh, during the, the pandemic, uh, got um, like COVID and now she gets tired easily so she can't like uh, go to places uh, which she's not happy about because she, she's like um, someone who likes to go outside and stuff. So instead of her coming to our house on Christmas, like a few days after or maybe before Christmas, we'll have, we have to go to her house instead uh, and have like um, a separate Christmas fair. But I think that's great because it means you get to have two Christmases and you create new traditions and new things. Any last thoughts, anyone from like tradition, how it changes, how you want to keep something? Is that mm. it? No. no. So I, I think, well, what's been really nice is uh, spending the last couple of days with you guys, but not everyone gets to see their family at Christmas. And we're going to now hear an interview um, with Martin, our music worker, and his mum, Liliana, that was done by a few people. And uh, obviously, Liliana lives in, I say obviously, where does she live, Lacey? Argentina. Argentina. So um, let's hear... All about that was that you say? That's the one. I've That's forgotten. the one. Let's hear uh, this chat with Liliana on the other side of the world. Hello everyone and welcome back to the chapel. We're here to talk and interview Liliana from Argentina to ask about what they do there for New Year's. Our first question here from me is how do you celebrate New Year's there in Argentina? Hola, mi nombre es Rana y oh, no. mi pregunta es ¿Cómo se celebra eh, la Navidad en la Argentina? ¿Es muy popular? Si tiene como modelo la If you are comparing with the, the way we see in the, in the movies, in uh, Hollywood movies, like the American style, um, then no, we don't celebrate like that. Because it's holidays and people that have money want to go and spend and follow the marketing uh, influences, then uh, we, we tend to buy more food, especially uh, dried fruits and nuts and all these things that we get from European influence uh, when it's actually very hot and ve very unhealthy to eat that much. Um, so this is all like imported sort of traditions. The one thing that people spend a lot of money uh, is the fireworks. Are there a lot of fireworks that are th and are they loud? Y, y los fuegos artificiales son muy ruidosos. Claro, hay de todo, pero fundamentalmente... Uh, there, there are um, fireworks a lot, and uh, if people have money, they can buy those that have lots of lights, and etc. Otherwise, people tend to just buy the, the ones that have a very loud explosion. Oh, so, um, do you just stay at home, or, like, where do you go to celebrate New Year's, basically? ¿Y, ¿Y cómo es la celebración? ¿Es, um, es, eh, ¿Se celebra en casa o la gente va a celebrar afuera? De todos modos, no sé cuál es la diferencia porque nosotros... First of all, I, I don't know very much about Christmas because uh, we, in our family, we don't celebrate Christmas. Mainly because we, we have Central European Jewish origins and hence we, we, we don't follow that tradition. However, we do celebrate New Year's Eve with... Uh, 
lots of food and the, all the family together, the extended family together. What food do we eat? Do you eat on New Year's? ¿Qué, ¿Qué comida se come en el Año Nuevo? Se puede hacer un asado de carne. Barbecue eh, rolled pastry de... with um, like stuffed with um, sweet things generally or savory things inside. What about any drinks you might have on that day? ¿Y qué se bebe? Ah, se bebe vino y después para brindar. So we usually drink wine. Um, and then to celebrate for for um, for the toast, that would be mostly a cider or like a fizzy drink, or if if you have money and you can spend in champagne. So um, you mentioned early extended family, but who else would you like to celebrate New Year's with? Um, hace un un rato mencionaste a la familia más extendida, pero particularmente con quién. <coughs> ¿Con quién preferís celebrar el Año Nuevo? Eh, bueno, es casi una, una obligación. It's, it's almost an obligation to celebrate with everyone, uh, the all parts of the family, including the most extended ones. So really, like a, maybe just want to celebrate with your innermost uh, family, like the closest uh, ones, but you ended up inviting all the in-laws, etc., and it becomes a very big party. What are the street parties like? ¿Cómo son las fiestas callejeras? No hay demasiadas fiestas callejeras en fin de año. There isn't much uh, street parties going on for New Year's Eve. It's mostly uh, for either political reasons that we go on the streets or actually for, for example, the World Cup that everyone goes out and celebrate. Are there any traditions around New Year's that are unique to Argentina? Hay, hay alguna tradición que sea particular de Argentina. Eh, no, todas las tradiciones que hay en la Argentina tienen que ver con... There are all the Argentina. aboriginal or originary populations in the territory that is now Argentina. They've been mostly uh, quite exterminated by Spanish colonizers. However, they did have and they still have the, the survivors uh, which are now the, the descendants of the originary inhabitants of, of our land, Argentina's land, um, they, they still keep those traditions which are pretty much related to, to the land, to the harvest, to the natural cycles. So they don't necessarily follow these like uh, imported traditions that came with the uh, colonization of, of South America and instead respond to, to those traditional cycles. Gracias, hasta luego. Adios. Adios, hasta luego. Bye. And that was a lovely interview about Argentina. Um, so I didn't introduce myself properly before. I'm Henry, the broadcasting worker. And round the table, I have Bethany, Shannon, Rana, Hi. Joe. Lydia's Hi. also here, but she's not She's not talking. She's just chilling. But we are also joined by a very special guest live in the studio. Hello. 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 Hi. <laughs> so we're joined by Sonia Miller, who is a, um, well, a, works in theatre and a writer and a gadabout and a bit of a legend, and she's from Bonnie, Scotland. And we're going to ask her a little bit about the traditions of uh, our our friends in the north. Um, so Rana, hit us with the first question for Sonia. 
So, what's your favorite way to celebrate, or how do you celebrate um, New Year's or Christmas in the North? In in Scotland, um, well, we um, we party as much as you all party, um, and we have a, a wonderful tradition where after the bells have rung, after we've partied lots and the bells have rung, we will go to somebody else's houses and we will do something called first footing. So it's lucky to the household that you're going to if you're the first person in to wish them Happy New Year. It's even luckier if you're somebody like Henry who's tall, dark and handsome mm. because the tradition is that the person who's tall, dark and handsome who's first foots into a Scottish person's house gives them good luck for the whole year. And if they're carrying a piece of coal, that is even better. And I think that dates back to... Um, the Vikings, if, if the Vikings were generally blonde and if somebody blonde came through your door, that you were probably not quite so happy about that. So somebody told Art and Hanson coming through your door is good luck. Who we got who's blonde? Like, Beth, you're a little bit blonde? Yeah. Like, a little bit. I'd say I'm a little bit blonde, but not that bit, like not much of a blonde. I'm a bit brownish, blondish. Okay, so if you walked through Sonia's door, like she'd think you'd be a Viking and you'd have to have a scrap. Yeah, I'd, um, have to, I'd have to give you something to drink anyway, though, just to wish you New Year. Hmm. Yeah. Anyone, would anyone like someone to come through their door on New Year's? Bethany, would you expect, Would you like that to happen? Well, if it's someone like either who needs some like more milk welcoming and like something to make them happy or make them like confident in the next year, if there's anything that's go through their mind a lot, I'd like to welcome them, have a little drink, and maybe let them have a. Um, a little talk and we have a little chat and we'll talk about things that have gone through the past that had happened and make them sure that they have a new next happy year. Does that sound familiar to you, Sonia? Very nice, yes. The first footing actually is, um, it's actually for strangers as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that you know who would walk through your door. Nowadays, perhaps it's not done as much. I don't live in Scotland, so I'm not sure. But when I was younger, we yeah. would, at your age, we would go on first foot. We'd be allowed to do it for about half an hour and then that would be it. I'd have to be back home again. Joe, would you like to go and like knock on people's doors and go hang out? Did, at New Year, do you go and visit other people? No. Would you like to go and like get to know neighbours and community? Probably. Probably. Um, anybody got another question? Are there any traditions that you think uh, people should know about? Well, everybody will know about singing Old Lang Syne which is uh, traditionally sung all over the world at New Year's Eve, and not just at New Year's Eve, lots of celebrations, funerals, um, and that was written by our national poet, who was called Robert Burns. Um, and that was written in the late 18th century, about 1780s, he probably wrote that. Um, and do you all know that song? Can anybody sing me Old Lang Syne? <laughs> no. I think... My nan might know it, but I don't know. But it's just that I don't really talk to her a lot, so it's I think she might know. But she mm. ever since she was a little girl, I think she might have known it. I'm not sure, but it's kind this of like... Mi this might be a good way to talk to her some more and like, get her yeah. to teach you the song. Yeah, you, you know when you cross arms and you hold hands? Or old Would you try that in the studio? Okay, yeah. like, I'm going to cross your arms, Lydia. Hold hands. Okay, hold hands. Oh, oh this is fun. Yeah. Okay. And you all Very sing. Should old old acquaintance be forgotten? Never brought to mind. Your hands are weird. It's quite hard. On the radio, folks, maybe this doesn't work as well. Of old Lang Syne. Well, there you go. You've all hands. done it.
Excellent. And then the next bit of it, you, call, you all run in and you run out, you run in, you run out, and it's all great fun. And Henry knew it as well, so there you go. I used to uh, work uh, theatre and every panto at New Year's, they'd sing it, and we had to do that. There was like 800 people doing that mm. in the, the theatre. Mm. Um, a lot of conversation we've had about food and drink um, yeah. in New Year's celebrations. Do you want, Bethany? Uh, is there any type of food or any drink that might be special for night, New Year's and Christmas? Well, a wee dram of whiskey, Scotch whiskey, wouldn't it go amiss, would it? No, I don't really drink whiskey myself, but it's absolutely huge, obviously, and Hogmanay, probably loads of it is drunk still. Um, haggis, I'm not sure about. I think haggis is probably more for Burns Night. We have Burns Night at the end of January, and, he's, and that's to celebrate Robert Burns, who wrote the song. And that is definitely haggis, neeps and tatties. But that's for another day we're talking about Hogmanay. Um, yeah, we have two days holiday, the 1st of January and the 2nd of January. Whereas I think here, everybody goes back to work on the 2nd of January. Straight so, back into the grind. Straight back into the grind. And the Scots where celebrate from New Year's Eve way through into the 2nd of January. Um, Ron, I think you were curious about, like, obviously Sonia doesn't live in Scotland anymore. Is there a question you wanted to ask about? About, well, that's fine. Uh, do you still miss um, Scotland, uh, for example, feeling homesick? I do, actually. Even though I've lived um, away from Scotland most of my life, I do. Um, if somebody said to me, if my family said to me, hey, listen, how do you fancy going back to Scotland, back to Glasgow? I'd say, great idea, let's do it. Yeah, I do miss it. I do miss it. Still got family up there. Um, yeah, it's cold, though. Do you guys wear any cultural uh, or traditional clothing for like celebrations, for example, Christmas, like uh, kilts and? Music? You're, you're almost wearing a tartan <coughs> kilt as a as yes, your top there. Nice. It's a, very, it's a nice, nice tartan top you've got, Rana. Okay. Uh, I don't personally, but I think New Year's Eve there are a lot of kilts up in Scotland. Definitely. Um, have you ever seen a kilt, a proper kilt, a real Scottish kilt? It's got so much material in it. It's unbelievable. It's it's great fun watching a kilt swinging. Um, do you do you miss like? Is there anything that you might um, feel like? Any if you go to a pub at, um, around in Leeds, do you feel any strange from any other pubs in Scotland that you might re get reminded of? Um, I think once the bells, once it goes midnight and everybody sings "Old Lang Syne," that's very nostalgic. That makes me think back to Scotland and to my childhood. So from that point of view, yes. And it's also great that everybody all over the world has a great time at New Year's Eve, um, not just the Scots. Amazing. Mm. Sonia, thank you so much for it's coming a pleasure. to join us. And it's we a hope pleasure. you have a lovely Hogmanay. And uh, thank you for bringing a little bit of, of Bonnie Scotland <laughs> down here. To, and I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Good right. luck, everybody. Well, well, from Scotland to India, we now have an interview that uh, Hagen, who couldn't join us today, but um, Hagen interviewed Manjeet um, over in India. So from Scotland to India, let's hear this interview. Before we start um, asking you some questions about um, a festival called Laurie, how has your day been so far? It's been fantastic. Thank you. It's really, really fine. Well, I am now going to pass over to Rana, Shannon, Scarlett and Beth, who are now going to ask you some questions about Laurie. What is the festival about? 
Uh, it's a harvest festival of India, you can say, basically North India. And uh, it is quite related to Punjabi culture. And uh, kind you can say Lodi is a bonfire kind of festival where people uh, make a bonfire and dance around it. And um, they celebrate it uh, as a harvest festi festival because uh, after this harvesting of the crop, no, they enjoy it. And they use ravery, gajak, uh, everything made of uh, sesame seeds and uh, groundnuts are basically over there. So kind of uh, the seasonal crop, they are, uh, celebrate accordingly. And they dance a lot. People get together the night they celebrate the festival okay so Hello. um i'm rana by the way is it always on the same day or does it normally change every year due to the length of the year before it's always basically it's always on the same day that's uh, basically 13th of um, january uh, very rarely it goes on 14th very rarely but basically it is 13th of january uh, so um if it does does go on to the 14th of january why would that happen uh, it's according to the lunar calendar. What does it feel like to be at the festival? Can you describe the smells, the lights, the, uh, the sounds? Oh, it's too enthusiastic, uh, full of rhythm, you can say, because at night uh, bonfire is lit and people gather around it. Uh, you know, maybe you know, Punjabis are very fond of dancing, Giddas and Pangras are all over there. So at night also, lot of drum beats and people dance around it related to uh, basically um, this is celebrated by the families where a new wedding had happened or a new child is born. So accordingly, they uh, dance. Is there a traditional food that you eat at the festival? Can you describe it? Yeah, traditionally, uh, the costumes are uh, basically Punjabi uh, costumes, uh, heavy dresses, suits, lengas. People wear girls wear uh, dresses like these, lot of jewelry because they have to dance over there. And um, then gents, that is mixed now. Otherwise, they used to wear um, Punjabi style dresses. Now it is general. Yeah, does it, uh, is it very flavorful or is it balanced? No, 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 it's very flavorful, very flavorful. It's very, very flavorful. Lot of eatings, um, uh, you can say, uh, it's full of party. Uh, sweets as well as veg, non-veg, everything. You can say everything is over there in the party. That seems very nice. Can you tell us about the Gita? Gidda Gidda is a Punjabi form dance uh, performed by ladies and um, it's the symbol of happiness. They enjoy together, they make bolias and uh, dance around. It's a very unique kind of dance where I don't think if you go into this um, place where Gidda is uh, taking place, uh, where the girls are dancing, you won't be able to resist yourself dancing in, uh, into them. Maybe you won't be able to pick the steps like that, but still your body will start shaking. That seems fun. Uh, do you rehearse for it like some people do for the Diwali dances or is it normally freestyled? 
no 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 it's not freestyle gidda is a special kind of dance um it, it has a special way of clapping stepping so gidda is totally a particular kind of dance do you have a particular dress uh, code for it yeah yeah now it's kagra yeah it's there salwar suits are there and kagra punjabi style kagra Thank you for the information about that. I'll pass on to Beth. How do you celebrate the festival? Do you go out or stay at home? No, 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 no. We stay at home. We celebrate it at home only. Um in the society we celebrate it together. And sometimes it is like invitation where it is celebrated specially earlier I told that um, the families where there is a newly wedded or a newborn child they make a special arrangement for lori it is celebrated in a grand scale over there then we are invited and we have to go otherwise mostly all the family celebrate lori at their own place hello everyone and welcome to our feature here live on chapel fm called around the world We're here to talk about how people might celebrate this time of year um around the world even if they don't celebrate Christmas maybe just New Year's or maybe just chill for this two week holiday of school. Um how do you guys celebrate this uh period and uh, this holiday basically over to you Emmas? Uh so for me I'm not actually like religious however I still like celebrate Christmas. Uh so like you know like giving people presents unwrapping presents that kind of thing um yeah and i also like i like i kind of like um a nice winter's morning when you like open it and you see the frost and the snow and then getting back into bed because it's cold when you get out of bed and it's warm when you get back into bed uh and then new year i just kind of like the i i mean i've never been the biggest fan of like staying up until midnight but i might try it this year see the appeal of it uh yeah Good luck on not uh, sleeping like at 11. Yeah, I'm probably going to fall asleep. <laughs> to I hope you do not. Good luck. What about you, Shannon? Well, normally for Christmas I'd go and see family and then for New Year I just go and see my friends. That seems nice. Uh for me, I don't particularly celebrate Christmas uh, because my family does not partake in it and um as a Muslim, I just don't really believe that um I would like to celebrate christmas so I'm not speaking be- on behalf uh all muslims but some muslims might not celebrate christmas as it is uh religious for christians however we've got some uh facts about how some people celebrate new years coming up later in this uh show however we would like to preview some of them over to Amos uh yes so in spain uh for the new year what they will do is they'll stay up until midnight as a lot of people do uh but then when the clock strikes midnight uh every time it chimes or chime 12 times obviously and uh, every time it chimes they'll eat a grape so they'll eat one grape on each time uh which is just quite an interesting thing that the spanish do personally for me i don't think i'd be able to eat that many grapes in one and like put them all in my mouth that fast and swallow them all that's a nice image for you but um <laughs> Yeah, that's what the Spanish do. Do you have a fact, Shannon? In in Switzerland, um they normally get some cream and drop it on the floor and it apparently it brings them good luck. 
I would not imagine the streets to be uh, very clean for that. In some countries, they drop old furniture or old things, for example, pans, uh, clothing, out their window. If they're not droppable, they'd probably just like get outside by the door. But that represents for them out with the old, here with the new. And uh, for people walking in the streets, they might uh, feel that it's just normal and it's very uh, good luck bringing. However, I would not like a piece of clothing thrown at my head. But I hope they, it brings them some luck. Um, do you guys have any information about what people might uh, like do in this period of time, Amos? Uh, as in people that don't celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose if you don't celebrate Christmas, it's just kind of two weeks away. From, well, if you're Irish, two weeks away from school. And if you're like a grown-up, a bit of time off of work. And then the new year starts. So uh, I guess that's a good time for some people. Thank you for that information. You, Shannon? Um, it's just like an extra holiday. Away from school, no more tests for another two weeks, some people might think. But I personally think it's a nice time to go out with friends, even if you're not celebrating anything like New Year's. Uh, for example, later in this show, we're talking about New Year resolutions. So thank you for listening to this chat. We'll hand you over. Bye. How do Kenya celebrate New Year? The celebration begins at the evening with parties, music and church services leading up to the midnight countdown. In the morning, people start to prepare special meals and drinks. Goats are slaughtered in abundance since the meat is very popular during this time. People from China wear bright red clothes to represent New Year's Day, to go with the spirit of bad fortune. Red symbolises happiness, success and good fortune. Chinese New Year is always a different date every year because it depends on the moon. It, it will always fall sometimes between the 21st of January and the 20th of February. is the Iranian or the Persian New Year. It marks the beginning of Farvardin, which is the first month of the solar history calendar. It's also marking the end of the Persian or the Iranian New Year. It is normally celebrated by ethno-linguistic groups around the world that all vary from uh, their different celebrations. And it's usually celebrated on the 21st of March, but it can go back to the 20th of March. And that is by the Georgian calendar. It is usually celebrated by having a feast, wearing cultural clothing, and sometimes dancing to traditional or cultural music.
Lanka would celebrate New Year's on the 14th of April. It would be also known as Sinhalese New Year. Sri Lankans keep the front door open that day to encourage visits by other people. Lovely. So that was a collection of uh, facts and information uh, gathered from all around the world by our lovely radio presenters here at Chapel FM Arts Centre. So now live on East Leeds FM, we've got a very special treat for you listeners out there in Radioland. She's shaking her head. It's not a special treat. It's just a normal treat. I thought it was, Henry. Not going to lie, I think it was a special treat. So I'm going to pass over to Sersha. Sersha, what have you been working on the last couple of days? I've been working on a song. Yeah. Okay. So what's the original song? It's the most wonderful time of the year. And you've improved it, haven't you? Yeah. You put your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whenever you're ready, give Josh have a nod. Have we got the backing track up? Yes, we do. Are you ready, Sersha? Yeah. It's the most coldest time of the year. Festive time seeing friends celebrating with them on the upcoming year. It's the most coldest time of the year. It's the time to play sports and speak to your peers. There'll be time for board games, eating snacks as you play in this magical year. It's the most this time of the year They'll be telling us stories and dining in glory when Christmas is gone There will be much more drunken hooks that will flow when you love ones you care for the most It's the most coldest time of the year It's done Well done, Sersha. So you'll be singing that all Christmas Day? No, I'm not doing that again. (laughs) Oh, I I thought that was pretty good. No. Josh, what have we got next? Oh, well, what do we we have next? Well, um, I don't want to be a a bar humbug, but um, I do want to wham you all um, with our next song. So we'll get right into that. Enter the halls of Whamageddon. Okay, what time are we on?
Hello, welcome back to the show. That was Last Christmas by Wham. And now we have a segment on Christmas films. So uh, before we start the general discussion, discussion. we're going to have, uh, we're all going to go around the table and say our name and our three favourite Christmas films. I will uh, go first because I'm already talking. <laughs> um, I'm Amos and my three favourite Christmas films are Elf, Home Alone and Die Hard. My name's Joe. My three favourite Christmas films is Nightmare Before Christmas, The Grinch live action, and Elf. Hi, I'm Lydia, and my top three um, Christmas films would have to be Nightmare Before Christmas, the live action Grinch with Jim Carrey, and um, Scrooge the Musical. Hello, my name is Josh, and I would have to say my favourite Christmas films are The Grinch, um, Elf, and a Christmas Carol. Hi, I'm Shannon, and I'd have to say my three favourite Christmas films are um, Elf, Home Alone, and The Grinch. Hi, I'm Rana, and all my favourite Christmas films are basically Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3. Basically the sequel of Home Alone. <laughs> that seems a bit biased, I feel like. A, just, a, just a tad so- biased. What's going to happen now is we're going to have a discussion and we've sort of split ourselves into teams for this and me, Shannon and Rana are arguing that what makes a Christmas film is that it's set in like at Christmas time and that like there's Christmas trees up in places and you'd watch it at Christmas. So for example, Home Alone, Die Hard and Gremlins are the three examples that we're using to prove this point because they're all Christmas films. But then the other team, and then over to Lydia, are saying that um, so me, Joe and Josh are saying that films like The Grinch and others such as um, are actually Christmas films because they are based around Christmas. And they have and, the theme. It's and like, they have the theme of Christmas. And that it's integral to the plot. Yep. Basically right, so, all that, yeah. Uh, Josh, starting with your team in this debate. Oh, well, wait, what's I'm your, starting uh, this? Okay. What's your opinion? Well... I did well when we had the um, discussion about what makes a Christmas film. We all came up with the I like saw the idea like at the end of the day, a Christmas film is a Christmas film based on either of these things. But in my opinion, I feel like themes and plot matter more to a Christmas film because you want to feel in the festive and jolly season. And w- if it's just set in it, you might not feel the same way. If it's just set, it needs to be fully explained through the characters, fully explained through. Like, for example, I could use A Christmas Carol. It's fully explained through the characters. Like, for example, uh, Bob Cratchit. He is a poor... He, he's a part of the poverty. He's the microcosm of the poverty. And he explains that even though you have little, you can still enjoy Christmas as it is. So I feel like it's important and crucial to the plot that it needs to be based on Christmas rather than just being set around it. Personally, I disagree because so I'm going to use the example, uh, one of our examples now of Home Alone. So, uh, Joe, do you watch Home Alone when it's not Christmas? Sometimes, if it's on. So what I don't understand is that you would watch Home Alone at a time that's not Christmas. And Josh, your point was that uh, you want to feel festive when you watch it, and like that means that it needs to be the theme of Christmas, needs to be integral to the plot. Do you not feel festive when you watch Home Alone? Like, Shannon, when you watch Home Alone, do you feel festive? Yeah, because it's no. a Christmas film. Rana, it's your, fa- your favourite Christmas film, right? I would like so to um, quickly object to that point. No. 
just because we're arguing the point about themes and uh, setting, not just because it's a Christmas film. Uh, would you mind giving a better explanation? Well, it's set at Christmas, and that makes you feel Christmassy. Like, okay. this show isn't about Christmas, but, like, all of us that celebrate Christmas, we're still feeling Christmassy, aren't we? Yes, I was, just mentioning, right I was just mentioning Shannon's point. Uh, like, these are, sh- yes, these all are Christmas films, but that's not the argument that either team is making. All right, before this gets too heated, <laughs> we're going to go to uh, Joe. Now, what's your opinion? The glorious sound of radio silence. The radio silence, we love it. Well, Maybe we'll go to Lydia. Okay, well, I think that Home Alone is overrated because it's on TV all the time, even though, even if it's not Christmas. Plus, the plot would still stand the same even if it wasn't set at Christmas. Then why would the family go away? The point of the film is that the family go to France yeah, for Christmas. Yeah, but is that Christmas? No, it isn't. It isn't based on Christmas then. Exactly. They could still go to France or wherever they went, even if it wasn't Christmas. But the fact that they do it at Christmas makes it a Christmas film, and you're saying... Yeah, but that's, like... it's set at Christmas. Right, Shannon, what really do you think? Help. Let's go to Shannon. I think it's a Christmas film because a Christmas film is set when it's Christmas, and Home Alone is set when it's Christmas, and it has cri- Christmas decorations and stuff like that, so it should be considered a Christmas film. Okay, I would like to argue your point. Not that I'm on your side or anything but based off of setting here um could you explain to me how die hard is a christmas movie then be using your logic because if you're saying that a film a christmas movie that's set around christmas has to have all these uh maybe like well like you said festive stockings and stuff um festive decorations um i would like for you to explain to me how die hard has any of those well, basically, Die Hard is technically a Christmas film, according to what uh, to our point of view, because we think that Christmas films are basically films set in the Christmas time. They don't have to revolve around Christmas um, like the Grinch does, because uh, Die Hard is set in a Christmas time, and at the end he goes um, to his family, I think. Yeah. yeah. And Home Alone, it's also set in Christmas time because they travel to um, wherever they go, and then. Um, in, for Christmas to celebrate the uh, wherever they went, and the child, uh, the main character, he stays at home with all these Christmas like decorations. So mm-hmm. you can obviously see it's set in Christmas. Okay. And also, uh, about Home Alone as well, the reason they go on holiday to France isn't just for a nice holiday. It's because the uncle and aunt. There was another pair of uncle and aunts on top of the fifteen thousand that are already in the film mm-hmm. that live in France. Fair enough. And uh. The what the what the uncle that's a cheapskate um, <laughs> organized for them to go to France so that they could all have a Christmas together. Okay. And that's the reason they go to France. And in Die um, Hard, the reason he goes to Nakatomi Plaza and ends up stopping all the bad guys is because he was going to LA to see his family for Christmas. Okay. And it's set at Christmas, and that makes it Christmas. Okay. Well, I was just using Shannon's. Um, I don't. I don't think any of you. I mean, like like po- po- politi- politicians do, they avoid the question, and that's what you guys have just done. I asked the question about de- Christmas decorations, and Christmas decorations was mentioned as a. Oh, this makes it a Christmas film. I was asking, does does it make Die Hard a Christmas film? Because right. there are no Christmas decorations in Die Hard. The and reason- using Shannon's logic means that it isn't a Christmas film. The reason everyone was still in Nakatomi Plaza way past work hours at like 10 o'clock was because they were having a Christmas party and there's a massive Christmas tree. There you go. Thank you for answering my question, Amos. So, yeah. Thank you. Mic drop. Thank you for actually being a very good <laughs> debater. 
Um, uh, Joe, do you have any um, points? Because I know that you haven't been... Well, I wouldn't say you haven't been engaged, but I I want you to explain your point. So... um, what do you think a Christmas film should be based on? Set well, what what makes a Christmas film? Give Setting us an example. or plot? I feel like a Christmas film has, I feel like a Christmas film has to be, um, like mainly based around Christmas, because um, any film could say it's Christmas and then just move away from that and just make a different plot. So you're saying it has to be plot, like the plot has to be Christmas. Yeah. Okay. For it to be a Christmas film. Um, do you have any examples that you could give us? Uh, no, I can think of off the top of my head. Well, all three of do you want to take us? Do you want to take uh, the Grinch for example? Yeah. Because the Grinch is like a the Grinch couldn't function if the part of Christmas was taken out of it. I mean, the, f- the film was. title is literally called "The Grinch Who Stole Christmas," so I don't, I don't, I think if they took that theme out, I don't think it'd be a good film. Hmm. Right. I personally think um, earlier defending Sean's point that. Christmas decorations do not make a Christmas film a Christmas film. They just show that the Chris- that the film, or the Christmas film, you might say, was set in Christmas time, which makes it a Christmas film as what we think um, from our team's point of view. Exactly. And, okay. like, let's use real-life examples oh, here we go. to do this. I thought we were going off a films, film. I'm going right? to take you off topic. Um, on my street, none of the mm-hmm. houses have Christmas lights up decorating all the houses. But everybody still feels Christmassy. Most people have a Christmas tree and tinsel and stuff in the houses, but nobody has lights. Just because it's not decorated amazingly outside doesn't mean there's no Christmas <laughs> that spirit means you're on the And Amos. if there's no Christmas decorations in a film, then that doesn't necessarily mean that there's no Christmas spirit in the film. Because well, in Die Hard, there's Christmas spirit. In Home Alone, there's okay. Christmas spirit. Okay. In all these films, there's Christmas spirit, despite the lack of loads of decorations and in home alone and, there's you, loads of decorations and, and yet you're anyways. saying okay so you're saying about christmas spirit you've gone not only gone off topic but you've also proved my point christmas spirit no, is basically plot and not setting setting is stuff like christmas decorations and you know you're you're in the moment if there's no christmas lights and yet they're still feeling the christmas spirit as you say that means it's based off of plot and not setting so this next segment that we're going to go to now, <laughs> uh, Josh, would you like to introduce uh, I caught you out there, Amos. Um, but yeah, um, we are now going to go to an interview with um, Bellin, who is from Bolivia. Hello, uh, welcome back to the show. So uh, now we're joined by Len from Bolivia. How are you doing today? Hi, uh, I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Are you gearing up to the uh, into the Christmas spirit at the moment? Yeah, I think I have. I uh, was quite resistant to to get into it, but this morning I woke up and I was like, "Yeah, it's celebration day from now on." Okay, so can you tell us what a traditional uh, Bolivian Christmas looks like? Yes, so. Uh, Bolivia, yeah, just let me give you a bit of background, if that's okay, because I think yeah. my celebrations are, might be slightly different from other Bolivian families. Um, so yeah, Bolivia is um, divided actually in two main parts, which is the Oriental and the Occidental part. Mm-hmm. And um, I think depends where you're from, the um, celebrations might vary a little bit. Perhaps in in the Occidental region, you have like some more traditional celebrations, more linked and rooted to to some indigenous practices. 
but uh, I was born in the oriental side of my country, mm-hmm. which means is a slightly more um, detached from those from those Asian indigenous roots, and it's a lot more urban urban kind of celebrations as well. Um, so I think um, that's that's how I was brought up, just with with kind of like a more urban family celebration. And um, what well, one thing that we do that is quite interesting is because um, Bolivia is right next to Brazil, and we do have a lot of cultural influences from Brazil, among other like Latin American countries, of course. But in Christmas, we, uh, my auntie always cooks this Brazilian dish, actually. It's not a Bolivian dish, it's a Brazilian dish called picana. And it has like, it's like a, it's like a soup, it's like a stew, quite a heavy, heavy stew. And it has like a lot of like different types of meat and like vegetables in it. And um, she will always like cook that every single year and we will like sit, sit around the table all of us, which is quite a big family, and just eat, eat the picana. And then uh, one thing as well that we do in Bolivia, we open presents at night, mm-hmm. on the night of the 24th, instead of the morning of the 25th. Um, so after the dinner, we will just like, all the kids will just run towards the present, <laughs> the presents to open them. Um, yeah, I think those are the, the main bits I can remember from celebrations when I was a child, mainly. And how do you celebrate at the moment? Do you try and integrate some of those traditions? Do you mix it up a bit? Is it modernized? Yeah, so, um, yeah, like mm, me, my mom and my brother migrated to, to the UK about eight, like nine years ago, actually. And so we are no longer able to like celebrate with like the, the rest of the family that is still in Bolivia. But we do uh, we do celebrate it together every year, and we do try to incorporate some of those elements. Like my mom was asking me like a few days ago, what what shall I cook for Christmas? And I asked her to cook the same Brazilian dish that my auntie used to cook. The it's called picana. Because uh, I just, you know, when you miss, when you miss something from your childhood and you want to like try it again mm. and like taste it again. Um, so I asked her to, to cook that dish and she's doing it and I'm really excited nice. to, to be able to eat it in a few days. Lovely stuff. And then sort of going into New Year's, do you have sort of resolutions? Do you have like ways of celebrating uh, into into uh, uh, yeah into 2023 yeah so um i well i have um my mom has a lot of like kind of i guess superstitious practices that she does every new year's that because i've seen it so much since i was a child i've uh, picked up on them and she just does like a lot of things like as soon as it's like midnight and it's into the new year, the first thing she does is like she grabs a, a suitcase and she goes up and down the stairs because um, she she says that that brings 
luck into your life and that's gonna make you travel loads during that year okay and she loves traveling so she's just like with a suitcase around the house walking around the house and then she also t- get it takes some uh lentils some like raw lentils like a, a um a handful and put puts it in her pocket um because that also means like financial luck like it's gonna be a good year financially okay uh so i've picked up on those things as well and you can see me every new year's like running up and down the stairs with like a suitcase and like <laughs> pockets filled, filled with lentils amazing Thanks so much. Does anyone have a question for Belen about Bolivian traditions or? No, all good. Uh, go on, Rana. I've heard that um, in Bolivia you have this thing called orange wine and it's normally drunk around New Year's. Is that true? Orange wine, yeah, yeah, it sounds familiar. I can't specifically <laughs> remember what it's made out of. But when you when you mention it, yeah, it does ring a bell. Um, yeah, and also like Bolivian wines are like quite different in taste as well. They they are a lot more sweeter. At least the ones I've tried, they are a lot more sweet than some quite bitter European wines. So yeah, yeah, we do we do like drinking sweet wine a lot. That seems nice. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Any more questions? Brilliant. Valen, thank you so much uh, for coming and thank chatting you. to us. I think we'll all be grabbing some red lentils and and uh, some suitcases and go and bring us some good luck for the new year. But yeah, uh, all the best with your celebrations and all the best for 2023. Thank you. Thank you. to the Christmas the Christmas special I am we have got three contestants three contestants tonight right uh, right now unfortunately we couldn't fit all of them in but we're gonna do one by one first we have got Amos hello I'm happy to be here on the show big fan of the show watch it all the time at home glad to be on the Christmas special what are the prizes oh there's some prizes yes there is indeed yes but all you must win all of them and you must answer them all correctly so let's get quickly onto the special gift okay. you might want, might want so right now the first one you might want to have out of all is the half a box of chocolates i can receive that you can receive that if you answer all the questions right 
Now, next I'm one. Getting ready now. Is a, a live turkey which you might want on Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'm a vegetarian. It made some sound. It made some sound. Wait, shh, shh, shh. it's gonna make some sound. Oh, sadly it didn't. But anyways, um, and the last one that is the most gorgeous of out of all of them and i would love them so much everyone agrees with this one unlimited supply of biscuits oh. depends on the biscuit though it depends on the biscuit it's unlimited now, biscuits so it could be anything just any biscuit yeah all right you must Wait answer all of these questions correct even your oh, and then i started but you must answer all of these correctly now for the first question i will be i'll be telling you the first true or false now in italy they gather pots, clothes, and furniture and throw them out of the window to symbolize the new year. Is it true or false? Make sure you double check about the answer. Well, uh, I was actually recently in a radio broadcast where we discussed this and I know it is true. Are you double Are you double sure? I'm triple sure. Is your mind mixing up a little bit? Uh, no, 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 I'm pretty sure. You are correct. Well, Alright, that is one point to you, Amos, but it's now time for your second question. Well, this is nerve-wracking. It is indeed. <laughs> Denmark uses a Yule Goat symbol for Christmas, but is it true or false that every year they build a giant straw version of it in the same spot? Can you repeat the question, please? Denmark uses a Yule Goat symbol for Christmas, and is it true or false that every year they build a giant straw version of it in the same spot? Can I call, Can I phone a friend? <laughs> Sadly, no. I don't have any of those lifelines. All right, I'm gonna guess. True. Are you sure? That's, no, but I'm gonna stick with true. Well, you are correct, my friend. That is two points. <laughs> I am now gonna go to Scarlet for the next question. Next question. In Russia, they leap into freezing water on New Year's Day. Is an event called. Looney Doc, is it true or false? Can you repeat the question, please? In Russia, they leap into freezing water on New Year's Day in an event called Looney Doc. True or false? My mum leaps into freezing cold water on New Year's Day. Uh, I'm gonna say it's true again. Well, uh, no, it's false, it's false, it's false, no, it's false. You've no, already, you can't change it. You you've already locked it. in your answer, my friend, and you are wrong. It's sorry. So I don't get a half box Someone of chocolate. Well, no, well. Is. You, you do. Don't. It's Wait. false. It's Scotland. Wow. Scotland. 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 We want to thank you. Um, Thank you, so thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks thank for having me, guys. Nice. Thank you, and now next year. We will I'm sorry if I've disappointed anybody. Now we'll uh, be I'm sorry if I've disappointed anyone. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Our Amos. next person is Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Hello. Would you, yeah, I was about to say, would you like to bring the mic down towards you? Welcome, Joseph. Uh, are you what? How, what are you here for tonight? Uh, a prize. But what if there is no prize? <laughs> there is a prize. There is a prize, but though. We just said there was, though. What do you mean? Do you know well, then why did I come here? Do you know the prizes or would you like to know? I would like to know. Do you like to know the prizes? Yes. Okay. So, the first prize that we had was a half a box of chocolates. Ooh. I could have them for myself, but sadly I can't. No, now, you can't. I know, I can't really. So, so sad. Now, next one is a live turkey. I hate, wait, I think it's... No, I don't, I, I think I, I locked it away. Sorry. Oh, you locked it away? That's, that, 
not you were able to see the look, left turkey. Look, you'll be able to see if you get it. Yeah. Now, the most gorgeous gift out of all, and you might even want them for yourself. You might even keep them. You might even hide them away. That the the unlimited supply of biscuits. Ooh. Ooh. So let's get on with the questions. Okay. Uh, which which country's New Year will be in 22nd January 2023? Sri Lake Shri. or Sri Lake Shri or Lanka. China? Uh, I want to point out that was Sri Lanka. Oh. Uh, Could you repeat the question, please? <laughs> <coughs> which country's New Year will be on the 22nd of January 2023? Sri Lanka or China? I'm gonna go with China. Well, my friend, you are correct. Yahoo! That is one point to you. Now, Joseph, your second question. Which country uses Krampus to scare children that are misbehaving? Is it Germany or Finland? I'm gonna go with Germany. Are you sure? Yes. Well, you are correct, my friend. Two points to you. In which country is a ta- typical Christmas meal meat stew with potatoes and vegetables accompanied by chapati or corn cake, Kenya or Scotland? That sounds very Scottish. I'm going to go with Scotland. Oh, are you sure? No. It's Kenya. Oh, incorrect. However, we will uh, we will see you for the final. Uh, yeah. Thank you. you did get two. Thank you for coming and see you next year. Now right we're then. bringing in Lydia. Our third and final contestant. Come on, Lydia. And here she comes walking through to the room. <laughs> Hello, Lydia. Hi. Why, why are you here tonight? Um, because I've been asked to come here. Well, guys, before we start, I think I need to uh, set the tone with the music. Uh, this uh, does indicate quite a lot. We are doing sort of Indian India questions. And you don't want to know anything? Any prizes? Have you known anything? Do you know anything? <laughs> Any surprises? Um, well, I've heard um, a half box of chocolates. You are correct. Um, but would you like them for yourself? Would you like them? Would you would you have them, or would you give them to someone else as a special gift? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. You don't That's know. I was, I was, well, to be fair, yeah. I was just like listing the type, the prizes Should that. Um, have you heard of a live turkey before? A live turkey that you might want for Christmas? No turkeys, thank you. You want like a like? Oh my gosh. Where's the turkey? Did you lock it up, Josh? Yeah, sorry. Ah! Like I said, I've locked it up until the final. And someone wins so it. So annoying. That turkey was supposed to be out here. But, you ready for the last one? Sure. It is unlimited supply of biscuits. <laughs> biscuits? <laughs> yes, biscuits. Now, you must be careful with these questions. I just choose the biscuits. You well, you need to I win first. Yeah, you need to win first. Now. I'm definitely not winning. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Now, let's start off with the first question. Lacey. What is the name of the celebration that is celebrated for New Year's in India? Lahori or Holi? Is it Lahori? Yeah. One point. True or false? On Lahori, a large bonfire is lit and people seek blessings from it. Is it true or false? 
Am I able to pass this question? Nope. Nope. Damn. No, no um, one's allowed to help you. You have to think about this thing for yourself. Well, you're not even able to pass. You must answer the question. Are you able to read the question again? You read the question again. Okay. True or false? On Lahori, a large bonfire is lit and people seek blessings from it. Is it true or false? Hmm. I'm going to guess this and I'm going to say true. Can you double share? No, but I'm going to go with it anyway. You are correct. It's true. And now it's time for your final question. Um, Which of the following is a very popular activity around Rory? Kite flying or drawing patterns with colourful sands? Mm, I'm going to guess this one as well is the colourful patterns. Are you sure? Um... I'm looking at your faces and it looks like you're like, hmm, no, you are 100% wrong. Or are we? You must but you could be tricking me. Yeah, it could so be. It could be. It could be uh, reverse psychology. I think it's gonna. I, I think it might be reverse psychology. Or so. am I reverse psychology of uh, reverse psychology? Can you stop with the mind games, please? Hmm. Countdown. Five. Five. Couple sands. Okay. Uh, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, but and you are wrong indeed. I told it was you. kite no. flying. But um, okay, I think um, uh, we need to do. Bring Thank you for coming. Okay. See you next year. No, 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 Sersha, Sersha. We do have the final. She's wrong. We have one yeah, more question. Beth, Beth, Beth. Wrong. I knew I'd be wrong. Okay, so we need to bring in our um, other two guests, and we're gonna take. Um, l- uh, Lacey and uh, Scarlet off the mics, so we can get these guys on. <laughs> uh, don't put them to, don't put the mic so close, please, if that's okay. Okay. Hello. Hello, are we back? Guess hello and back. welcome. No, and hello okay. and welcome okay. back. I'm so, back too. Um, yes, I do. Uh, we do need to set the tone um, for this question. Oof. I'm just. We need to ready? set the tone for this now. I need everyone to be ready. So, this is the final question. And this is the question that will determine whether you get a live turkey. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. Oh, oh, oh You well. can keep that as a My brother will be happy. Of chocolate. Why'd your first foot kill it? My brother will be happy about that. Most now, you okay. could win all the prizes, pre- prizes out of all, but you can um, pick which one. Obviously. Okay, but you do need to answer the final question. Now, and I will you... now pass over to Bethany now, to you give ready? you this final question. Are you sure you're ready for the last and final question? Yes. yes. Are we allowed to discuss it amongst yes. ourselves? Funny enough, you are. You can't discuss it by yourself, but one together. You must think about the answer very carefully. Now, what song is sung in Scotland at New Year's? We talked about the woman this. Said it. I, I forgot it. Oh. I wasn't in that interview. I forgot um, it. I heard so it. They all hold hands here. Do we get like options? Yeah. No, nope. you don't get there any options. No options. You must think about this together. That the ladies, the lady that came in and said <laughs> what wait, songs. Wait, wait. Guys, don't guys, don't guys, give you guys, any hints. Yeah, no, guys. like I'm not give you any hints. It's all three of us. We're all we're all trying to play. Yeah, you three are trying to answer. So, you in it. so everybody holds hands and sings something. Yeah, maybe that's may, yeah. no, maybe that has something to do. You with said it. it. You you, you Beth, sing Beth, it. You can Beth. you can sing, think sing of it, anything. Sing, sing the words. I forgot the words. Oh. I'm not gonna remember. I wasn't in that interview. I'm not gonna so forget the words. Uh, 
Henry can't give Hen- you any hints. Henry yeah, can't. I know Henry if Henry does, does give not it. Wait, are we allowed to phone spot. a friend? No. No. Shocking twist Guys, to this look. game show. No, you cannot. This is the thing. It's, it's you must right. discuss this together. No one's allowed to help you. Nothing can. You think you must think. What that lady's what song she said that must have been sung. No, um, I say. I'm, if I'm, it wasn't, I'm wait, gonna give one. you a hint. Okay. It, the song title is three words. I was just right. gonna say that. I say. No, no, I say. My no, big balls. We put on a Scottish accent, a really strong Scottish accent, and just say some random gibberish <laughs> and hope that it sounds correct. <laughs> no. Okay. No, because I know. No, no. Guys, you've got about 10 seconds. Uh, no, no, no. Should he just say that? No, because I know it's 100% wrong. What, 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 yeah, but what, well, do you know what the 100% right answer is? It's, I think it's um, something like something. I don't know. Right. Well, she's right. Who's guessing? She knows it best. I don't know Who's guessing? I guess I'll, should I just guess it? Yeah. Okay. I'm going. Guys. This is your last. Come on, you have I'm to gonna need an answer. Right, this is my guess. This is the guess that the team came up with. If I get this wrong, I'm sorry. If I disappoint I anyone, I'm sorry, Mum. Uh, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, but here is our answer. guess. Here is our guess. You must tell the guess. What is it? You and him in the heart and Darish. Wow. <laughs> sadly incorrect. It was our oh, no. lang scene. Yeah, no way we'll get that. And Nangli. Well, you'll get any of the prizes, guys. Guys, I'm going to need some quiet in the studio, so I know we're all a bit excited uh, that yes. these guys got it wrong and will not be going away with any rewards. Can I wanted that live. I wanted that live. I wanted that turkey for myself anyway. But uh, but we are going to actually play the answer to that question. Old Land Sign. Oh, wait, can I re-guess it? Old Land Sign.
And that was, of course, a little bit of old Lang Syne for everyone uh, across the world celebrating New Year's. Now, part of New Year's is New Year's resolution. So I've gathered everybody in the studio and we're all just going to go around and we're going to say what our New Year's resolution is for 2023. My New Year's resolution is uh, I want to I want to write more. That's it. I need to do some more writing. Josh, what's your New Year's resolution? To go to the gym, I need, I need some muscles. Not gonna lie. Need to get. Need, Josh needs to get themselves some muscles. Um, Lydia, what's your New Year's resolution? Um, well, I actually have two. Um, my, exactly, oh. exactly. Um, my first New Year's resolution would be to save up. Don't know what it's for, but I'm gonna start saving because you know. You never know when you'll need it. Um, mm. The second one is to get better at piano. Very good. Thank you very much. We're going to hear a little bit of piano later. Joseph, what is your uh, New Year's resolution for 2023? For 2023, I would like to learn my instruments. Great. Okay, maybe you and Lydia can team up and teach each other some piano stuff. Rana, 2023, what's ahead for you? I have a few New Year resolutions. However, my top one right now would be to just... Um, keep getting better as a person and just read more self-bearing stuff like for example a book called mindset was a really good book uh, for bearing yourself uh, over to someone else great joe my news resolution is to practice my drums more lovely stuff amos uh yeah similarly to josh's probably do more sport and do more exercise and then uh similarly to joe's practice more guitar brilliant bethany do you want to lean over and let us know uh, I'd like to do more reading because I haven't my my in my stats report I had to probably do more reading stuff. Obviously, since I've got these new books called Heartstopper, I've been obsessed with them. I've been reading them, and it's just that I've it's a really nice thing to read, and you get more. You you there's obviously like swearing in it, but I obviously love how they are just perfect. Yeah. They're really easy to read. Lovely stuff. Lacey, what does 2023 hold for you? Um, I need to like save up some money because I'm off to London in March with my school to watch Matilda. Oh. Um, so my New Year's resolution is to save up like £120 for that. Good, good luck with that. Shannon? Um, my New Year's resolution is to make more friends. Oh, and what better? no better place to do that than and here at Chapel, Chapel FM. FM. Scarlett, you want to lean on and use that, use Lacey's mic? What about you? Um, I have two, actually. So yeah. one of them is to drink less tea and coffee. And the other one is to, um, I forgot. No, well, that is two. Drink less tea and drink less coffee. Um, and also, uh, Saoirse, go on then, Saoirse. What's your New Year's resolution? My New Year's resolution is to quit on the biscuits. Yeah, because let's go down on the unlimited biscuits yeah, that we've got. Um, and also, we just wanted to say we've been joined by someone today um, uh, who used to be a member of Next Generation and has gone off and done fantastic things over at university. Uh, Shauna, is that right? Yeah, yeah, um, Shauna, just, just I, I, I'm going to ask, first of all, what's your New Year's resolution? I might ask you a second question after that. Um, I haven't really thought of a New Year's resolution because I know I never stick to them, but uh, I suppose I need to cut down on the takeaway a little bit. I'd say that. So my second question I'd like to ask, you were a member of Next Gen, you used to come and do radio here back in the distant past. Has it changed much? More chaotic? Um, well, no. It was just as chaotic when I was here. <laughs> um, 
the building's changed a lot. It's really, really impressive. It's a very, very nice new building. Um, no, it was exactly the same. It was just a bunch of preteens and teenagers going insane, which, you know, is, is how it's meant to be, I think. And long, long may it continue into 2023. Okay, we've got two more pre-records for you, and then we've got a final song we're going to end on. The first pre-record is with Mark, who is in Australia, who is related to our dear broadcaster Amos. And our second one is with Hagen, who came and joined us last couple of days. And Hagen sadly couldn't be here today, so she recorded this. So first off, here's Mark, and then you're going to hear from Come Hagen. On, Hello, uh, welcome back to the show. We're now here with Mark, who is from Australia, and we're going to ask him some questions about how Christmas and New Year's are celebrated there. Uh, so the first question is going to be asked by Beth. Um, what do you do for Christmas? Um, I, Christmas over it's not actually that dissimilar from Christmas over there. It's just a little bit warmer. Um, we would, yeah... Because a lot of Australia is European, we'll tend to have kind of a European Christmas dinner. Uh, but then for the rest of the day, we'll just go out and enjoy the sunshine. Uh, what do you do for New Year's? Because it's like a, it's 10 hours before us, I think. So is it like any different? No, not at all. It's it just, <laughs> we do it 10 hours before you, quite literally. You know, we'll be out in the backyard, um, we'll wait for the, the clock to tick over to midnight. We've got, yeah, quite often, last year on the year before we had sparklers, we've got a little fire. We just enjoy it in exactly the same way. Um, do, do you miss a snowy Christmas? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it, it, you know, I've been here for, I don't know, like I say, a, a number of years. It's really, really difficult to connect Christmas with summer rather than with winter. So it, it really is quite hard to understand that, oh, yeah, well, it's Christmas time now, the sun's shining. No, no, it, it should be cold. It, was that a big culture shock the first time that you spent a Christmas in Australia? Yeah, the, the, the first at least five years of Christmas were really culture shocks, yes. <laughs> um. Lacey? Yeah. Oh, do you go on the beach on Christmas? Sorry, I missed that one. Do you go on the beach at Christmas? Uh, yes, uh, this year we probably will be. This year, I think we forecast to have um, temperatures of like kind of 30 odd degrees. So, yeah, this year we probably will do. From where I live, it's about an hour drive to the beach. But yes, we probably will. Um, last year it was a bit grim, so we didn't. Grim in Australia, can't believe it. <laughs> in the 13 yeah. years since you've been there, have you created any new traditions for yourself? Did you take any little so, for example, people have talked about they eat certain things on a morning or they can't exchange presents at a certain time, you know, little family <laughs> traditions. Are there any you took with you or that you've grown over? Well, the last Okay. I'm kind of lucky that, that my partner's a, an English lady as well, so you know, and her family are English people that have moved to Australia, so we've effectively picked up the UK traditions and 
plunked them in Australia. Do you have the same thing for Christmas dinner, or do you have like a barbecue? <laughs> we had that discussion just yesterday because it's going to be warm on Christmas Day. Uh, we're going to have a roast as normally we'll do, um, and on Boxing Day, then we'll have the barbecue. We were curious, Mark, this probably isn't your Christmas dinner, but have you ever eaten kangaroo? Yeah. Was it like? I, 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 I was a vegetarian for a very, very, very long time, as they must know. Um, yes, I've eaten roux. Roux is a, a really beautiful lean meat. If you're a meat eater, I would really recommend eating, uh, eating kangaroo because it's stupidly lean. So we're going to do the so obviously we're live on east leeds fm but in a bit we might all jump on a plane or we might just be able to make in time for christmas how should we prepare for a australian christmas uh bring your bodies or your swimmers whatever flavor you want um bring a do you know rashi so basically a swimming top so that you don't get sunburned whilst you're in in the ocean uh, and just be ready for a great time. Oh, all right, thank you, Mark. Uh, that wraps this interview up. Uh, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah, it was good chatting to you. Have a good Christmas and a good night. <laughs> yes, and yourselves. I'll enjoy the heat and you can enjoy the cold. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so for our big finale for this show, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has been involved in this show uh, and all the parents and carers that have brought people along. This has been sounded out, so this is part of a usually like two, three, four days that we do during the term time, uh, out of term times rather, um, for people to come and make radio. Uh, and this has been supported by the Healthy Holidays Foundation. So thank you very much. Um, to finish off, we've got a song, Amos. Tell us about this song. So, uh, so me, Lydia, and Joseph, who isn't here right now, um, so we chose to be in like the music sort of group of Sound It Out. Um, and at first we were thinking like we'd have sort of a rockability, bluesy, upbeat song inspired by like rocking around the Christmas tree and Jingle Bell Rock. But then, um, Hagen, who also uh can't be here. Uh, wrote lyrics that weren't necessarily sad but were more like bittersweet and melancholy so we decided to slow the song down and made it make it a bit more of a ballad Lydia you like sometimes melancholic sad slower songs yes. don't you did you feel a good connection with this tune I really liked it I could just you know feel the melody and just you know how it just yeah. Go. Do you find that sometimes you'll listen to a lyric or you, you something will click? And and as a musician, because I know you've done quite a few songs over next gen groups and sound it out like something. Do you, what's that magic moment the way it clicks? Can you put your finger on it? No, the magic moment when the song clicks is when you can hear and feel the emotion in the song, and you know you can just hear the passion that the musicians have for that song. Beautiful, so well articulated. So, Amos, what are, what's the song about? So it's called A Different Christmas? A Different Christmas to Me. Different Christmas to Me. And and yeah, so it's about people that don't necessarily celebrate Christmas who might be Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or um, just don't celebrate anything this time of year. Yeah. Um, how did that come about right in working with Hagen on the, those that topic? Um. So... Hagen, I think, said she doesn't really celebrate Christmas and she kind of wanted to write lyrics in the song that reflected that. Um, so that's like how the lyrics came to be. And then the music, we just sort of read the lyrics and it just yeah. like clicked. And we just like rattled off a few holidays and then, you know, yeah. And then we had a chorus. Yes, we did. And that chorus is absolutely beautiful. Lovely stuff. Well... For all of you out there in East Leeds FM Radio Land, we wish you a very Merry Christmas, a, a very festive period, happy holidays, happy new year, um, a special Hanukkah, a special Kwanzaa, or just a nice bank holiday, basically. All the best for 2023. We'll see you in the new year. We're going to leave you with a different Christmas to me. Bye! Bye! See ya! Honey
should take part in everyone, whether they be big or small. She won't stay awake on New Year's Eve. That's not how she'd spend her time. But she'll go out for others. Making people smile is not a crime. She doesn't celebrate Christmas on a Calorian dog. But she'll take part in everyone. Whether they be big or small Small. 